Well, hey, hey, cabin crew. Welcome to the Conversation Cabins Halloween Podcast Phantasma. And I am your fearless Are we all ready for a fucking rad time tonight? We are going to blow the speakers off this bitch. Let me tell you, I have an amazing lineup of guests for all of you. And I cannot thank them enough for joining me. We're going to hear some amazing, scary stories, scariest encounters, and of course, go through a little bit of Halloween memorabilia, trivia questions, and more. So, before we go into the induction, you know how it goes. Halloween special podcast, Fantasma starts now. Conversation Cabin Podcast. Well, hello, ladies and gents, boys and ghouls. Welcome to tonight's live Halloween special podcast, Phantasma. And as you know, I'm your fearless host, Farah, from the Conversation Cabin Podcast, and I am absolutely thrilled to have you all joining us tonight. We've got a rad show lined up for you, filled with spine-tingling stories, eerie encounters, and a whole lot of Halloween spirit. So let's get on with the evening. First, I'm going to invite all my guests on one by one, but let's do the introductions the way they should be done. So our first guest tonight is none other than Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are. Now, if it's weird and unusual, He's all over it. Kevin has a knack for uncovering the most bizarre stories and phenomena that will make your skin crawl. So brace yourself for some truly hair-raising tales from Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Thank you so much for being here. Perfect. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I always love talking to you, so... Well, the feeling is mutual, as you know, Kevin. Well, that (laughs) makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I got a little blushy, too, so. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next up, we have Stacy. Now, Stacy started out as one of our listeners, but has since become one of my dearest friends. Stacy is a... Mistress, mistress of the night, a witchy woman per se. She's bringing all of her gifts tonight and then some. So expect some enchanting stories that will leave you all spellbound. So, Stacy, 
Thank you for joining us. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, even the hospital could not keep this witch away from her fellow friends, your fearlessness. I had to be here. I had to be here. Which I was going to make sure I let all of the listeners know out there that Stacy is actually, yes, speaking from her hospital bed. So let's all keep Stacy in our prayer. She's having a surgery tomorrow. But like she said, I mean, all of us cabin crew, we're worth a little time to chit chat and make her feel better with a lot of our stories and you all being there to hear her story. So again, thank you, Stacy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And let's move on to an up and coming video creator and filmmaker who is making waves in the industry. He's a Stanley Kubrick in the making, if you will, capturing one apparition at a time and bringing it raw to your screens. Please welcome AJ from Ghost Vexers Paranormal. AJ, are you there? I am here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. And did you like my little uh, Stanley Kubrick definition there? I did. I really did. <laughs> I, I, I would really hope so, but let's uh, one step at a time, I guess. Hey, well, you're on the right track there, buddy. So, and then last, well, we not last, but I have next is Arnie from El Hontino. Now, if you don't know Arnie from Instagram, first of all, you need to go add him right now because if you want to see some jaw-dropping paranormal evidence, Arnie, aka El Hontino on Instagram is your man. So he captures some amazing evidence will leave even the biggest skeptics questioning their beliefs. So Arnie, how are you, my friend? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you now. There you go. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, I am so happy that you're finally on the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, looking forward to it. I, I'm pretty well acquainted, acquainted with everybody here. Yes, we are all a very good group of friends these days. I mean, I cannot tell you our group is like 30, 50 large of all of us that are supporting each other, our creations, our podcasts. So Arnie, thank you so much for coming on. And then last, but certainly not least. Now, I have some people that you have not heard on my podcast yet. This is a fellow podcaster who I've recently had the pleasure of getting to know. And alongside her will be her husband, Jeremy. Together, they host Total Conundrum. But let's invite Tracy and Jeremy from Total Conundrum Podcast. Hello, you both are there. Hello. Hello. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad that you guys are here. How are you doing this evening? Good, how are you? Doing fucking excellent. We're gonna have such a great show and thank you for coming on. Now, I wanted to make sure that I brought you guys on before I tell everyone this. So if you have not added Total Conundrum onto your podcast playlist, please go do that now. They actually cover 
uh, mysteries, the unexplained. They have a great banter back and forth. So please add them on. And I cannot wait for you to hear all of your stories, Jeremy and Tracy. So thank you so much again for joining us this evening. Thanks for having us, Vera. Of course, of course. All right. So what we're going to do now that we got the introductions out of the way. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. We have a special guest on and I don't know how I forgot, but it was kind of last minute. So I'm reading my script here, but I brought her in because I think it's going to be, how do I want to say it? It's going to be a jaw-dropping, awe-dropping story because my daughter is here tonight, Sierra, and I believe her fiancé, Zach, is here as well, and they're going to be sharing a very terrifying experience that they had, and I thought, what better time to do it than the Halloween special event? So, Sierra, are you there? I don't know how you forgot about me. Because <laughs> it was last minute. I came from the womb. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> um, actually, Zach Ryan is at work. So it's just me. Hello. Oh, okay. Well, I but saw he, his he's name. He's in the room. He's in the yeah. room. Yeah. Okay. But yes, yeah, Sierra is my, my youngest daughter. And um, like I said, she's going to be joining us. I just remembered it last minute. I was like, you know, if we're trying to drudge up some scary stories, this is one actually that I have not heard about from her. So this is going to be all new to me, which I yelled at her at first because she didn't tell me when it happened. But Yes, we're all going to hear it at the same time. So you'll get my first reaction on that craziness. Two little, like, yes. Awesome. So what we're going to do is first, I want to start out with some trivia just to get everybody's creative Halloween juices flowing. Now, as you can see, everyone can chat. So that's where you're going to put up your answers. And you at home, I want you to play along as well if you have every everybody around in your little living room or kitchen and you're listening. So let me bring up. So what we're going to do first is some movie trivia. You're going to have 10 seconds on the clock. And of course, most of you that have been on my show before, you know that I do have like a little Jeopardy timer. So of course, that will be up for everybody to have their thinking caps on. So let me get to the first question. All right. So in this will be an easy one. In the movie The Shining, what famous line repeatedly appears in a sinister fashion? So of course, 10 seconds on the clock go. So most of you got it. Now, here's the thing. It gave me one answer, but to be honest, I agree with most of you all in the room. So it told me, here's Johnny, but then Red Rom was used as well. So I'm going to give points to everyone for that one, because I think that really it's, it's both. So 
Good job, guys. All right, now here, here is your second question. Which film is known for the quote, I see dead people. I'll repeat it. What film is known for the quote, I see dead people. Ready and go. You guys got it right. It is the sixth cent. So yes, everybody. Great job. I knew you would all get that one. I mean, that was like, that's like a given. So here's one that's going to be a little harder. Maybe not, but I don't know if a lot of people know this movie, but maybe they do. Who directed the horror film Get Out? Jordan Peele. Wow. A lot more people knew that than I thought they would, but so that's great. Awesome. We are in the mode right now. All right. Let's see if we can get this one. Now, if you can get that one, then you can definitely get this one. What is the name of the demon possessed girl in the exorcist? What's the character's name in the exorcist of the demon possessed girl? First and last name. The answer was, yes, you all got the first name right. It is Reagan. And the last name, McNeil. So, Stacy, you got it, girl. I love yours, Kevin, though. My mother, is that, like, true? Was she demon-possessed at one time? <laughs> all the time. All right. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know that feeling because my mother was, too. All right. Here is your next question. We only got two more to go. So, what year was the original Halloween movie released? Go.
the year was 1978. AJ, you got it right. Yeah. Woohoo. Good job, guys. All right. And the last question for tonight. Let's see. Which film features a family tormented by supernatural occurrences after moving into a new house built on an Indian burial ground? A lot of different answers here, but let's see. Stacy, Kevin, uh, who else? Let me see. Anybody else? Stacy, Kevin, Tracy, Arnie. Yep, you guys got it. Poltergeist. So good job. Awesome, awesome, guys. All right. So we're going to move on from trivia. Before we get into our stories, first, I want to do a little bit of Halloween memorabilia. So let me start with, um, who do I want to pick? How about Arnie? So Arnie, my question for you is, what is your favorite Halloween costume that you dressed up as when you were little? I'm going to have to say uh, Stormtrooper, man. I was pretty stoked when I got to be a Stormtrooper. I like that. Okay. And was there any particular reason why you picked it or was it just something that you liked? Was it as simple as that? No, I mean, well, I grew up on Star Wars and I was knee deep in it. So I wanted to be a stormtrooper and I was, I was happy when I got, it. this is like in the eighties, man, right, right in the eighties or 79, 80, long time ago. Yeah, but you know what? Stormtroopers, even when I watch stuff today of like the newest Star Wars movies or the series that they have out, the Stormtroopers will always be like one of my favorite costumes of a character in like a sci-fi movie. It's just badass. It never yeah. gets old. Yeah, I thought it was a shit. Yep, definitely. All right. So let's see. I'm going to go to Tracy. So Tracy, when you were younger... What was your favorite Halloween costume and why did you pick it? Oh boy. I would say probably the Care Bears because my grandma made it for me. Oh, and what was your favorite Care Bear? Because I loved Care Bears. I, I had the Friendship Bears, so that was the one that I always went to. The one oh, with the little flower on its tummy. Oh, okay. So that's not... The lion, right? Because that was my nope. favorite was the lion. Braveheart. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> Showing yeah. our age. Good Lord. Ew. Yeah, don't do that. We're only I know. 20, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like my my dad. He used to always say every single birthday it was 29. 29. I, 29. I like that. <laughs> I love it too. I wish we could Benjamin button back the other way. 
So let's go to your hubby, Jeremy, then. So Jeremy, when you were younger, what was your favorite Halloween costume and why did you pick it? Uh, probably Superman. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) And was it just because Superman, I'm going to, I'm not trying to say your age, of course, but is that when Superman back in the day, Christopher Reeves, it was the, that was the shit back then. If I, am I saying that right? Yeah. It's pretty much the coolest character out there. So I had to be it, you know? Right, exactly. And it still is. Out of all the Marvel people, I really think Superman is always going to be the strongest and the best. But that's me. Yeah, and I so. had the body type for it, too. So. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going to have to share some pictures of that on your Insta. <laughs> I want to see that then. All right. I have to toss in here and definitely has to be Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. Just saying, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. Okay, and is that the one that you dress up? Is that your pick for Halloween costume when you were smaller? No, that was the one I wanted. Okay. Well, then tell me while you're on the line, tell me then what was your favorite Halloween costume when you were little and why? The greatest Halloween costume that I had um, was a bunch of grapes. Um, my mom blew up 150 balloons. She sewed a leaf hat. She sewed the stock. And I, I remember sitting there with her as she was doing it and kind of being a little bit of a, a shit because I wanted to be something, ooh, scary. And until I look back on that costume and realize every bit of love that was in every one of those balloons. And it'll always be my favorite. Always. I like it. I like it. And let's see. We got AJ. AJ, what was your favorite Halloween costume and why did you pick it? Uh, my favorite was being El Hontino. No. What? <laughs> no. It, honestly, it was Darth Vader for sure. Oh, so, yeah. That's a good pick. I'll have to agree with you on that. I mean, I never dress up as Dork Vader. I'm just saying that's a great pick for a Halloween costume. How old were you when you did that one, AJ? Man, I had to be between seven and nine, I think. Yeah, that would, yeah, you're about, yeah. I love that. Darth Vader will always be one of my favorite characters too, along with the Stormtroopers. Great choice. Great choice. I think I was a Stormtrooper one year too. You have to be if you got to be a Darth Vader. Yep. Cause that was like hand in hand almost. Awesome. All right. And then Sissy, Sierra, what was your favorite Halloween costume when you were there? Mine was the butterfly costume you made me when I was like, I think three or four. And I just remember being so excited and you not letting me in the room um, because you were working on it like all the time like with puffy paint on cardboard for the wings and a pillow that you like stitched together to make it look like a butterfly around my waist. So that was my favorite. We will have to put a picture of that up on our Instagram, Sierra. So, so everybody can see her because she was the cutest little yellow butterfly in the world. And she had, I did her face all paint and she had these little, um, 
the little antennas she was I'm planning on doing it for one of the girls probably Sunny because I I was planning on do it for Luna but she always had something she was really interested in every year for Halloween but just like uh Zachariah mentioned in the chat he was like she always talks about it because I really do always talk about it I loved making that costume I I know you did that's what made me love it more because I know how hard you worked on it and I was like, she was not allowed to come near the door. Her dad was like guarding the door at that time. So it was kind of funny, but, and I would have to say my, I'm not going to really say favorite per se, but it's just one that sticks out so much. And I don't know why I think because I was almost embarrassed to wear it, but remember back in the eighties, when there was the commercials of the fucking California raisins. Yeah. My mom bought me one of those cheap bastards for Halloween. And it was the most embarrassing fucking costume because it was a cheap ass. Like you just put your, you put your head through it and then you just looked like a fat flat raisin as skinny as I was. It just looked like I was a raisin that was ran over by a, a truck a couple times. And like, that's it because she was like such a bitch. <laughs> so uh, that was mine. <laughs> so it was quite embarrassing, but anyway, so now I do want to ask though, because a lot grandma, of people were kind of, sorry to interrupt that you, I'm just saying, if you knew my grandma, you would understand. Yeah. He's just, she's just like your mom, probably Kevin. If that's what, if that's where I think you're going with that whole exorcist thing then yeah <laughs> so well my mom used oh, to dress oh. me up in some weird ass um halloween costume so i think they just did it to like punish us for nothing <laughs> yeah uh the the earliest one of the earliest ones that i remember for myself was oscar the grouch but i also uh um I've always dressed up as something angry. So, but my Oscar the Grouch, I'd say would be my favorite because, you know, I just put the, 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 the garbage, the tin garbage uh, cover over my head and tell people to get away from me. And I think I was like seven at the time. Oh, that's, could you imagine a mean little Kevin, (laughs) a little mean Kevin? That's so cute though, Kevin. Oh, you need to drudge up a picture of that if you have one. So, we are going to start uh, tonight's stories. Now, for all of my guests, we're going to try, I want, if you can, of course, just try to, but try to kind of condense it down to like a 20 minute or so story. And of course, it's the right thing to do, even though she said no special treatment, but it's just Stacy's in the hospital. So I think she should go first so that way for the rest of the time if she wants to chill and pass out while she's listening to the rest of us then she can certainly do that so stacy is up first and stacy when you are done with your story i want you to let everyone know your instagram handle where you can be found of course so they can make sure that they add you and look at all your crazy things that you go through because you really are you do experiment with witchiness or i don't know how do you want to say it but you know what i'm trying to say but uh go ahead stacy i'm going to give you the floor so yes i am a practicing kitchen witch um so i put things together um 
with herbs, with plants, with um, vegetables, fruits that bring health, blessings, um, love, grounding, that kind of things um, to those I care about, those I love. Um, and in no way, shape, or form do I ever practice dark magic. It is not for me, and I don't want a part of it. But I'm also a lover of things that are horror. So uh, around, um, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, year. Oh, 2018. Uh, I watched a documentary late one night during a night shift, and it was uh, Demon House from uh, Scott Baggins. Ooh, Zach would be mad if he heard me call him Zach. We'll we'll just we'll deal it on. We'll we'll blame it on on stuff. Um, but Zach Baggins was one of my favorites because he did um, the uh, Travel Channel. Um, like dark uh, travelers and stuff. And um, to give you a little background to it, uh, Demon House was um, what was the set of the um, that Amon's family's hauntings. Um, the family was believed to um, been um, under the different uh, incantations of other people, of uh, those who were doing um, very evil things. Um, the children were seen walking up walls. Um, the mom was seen um, just feeding into everything. There was oily substances on the um, blinds. And um, just the more that this family lived in the house, the stranger things became. So Zach Bagan, Baggins, uh, in true fashion as he does, he bought the house because he wanted to do his own uh, supernatural investigation. And he was seen, felt, and along with the whole crew, they started to become affected by this same, um, these, sa these same forces. And underneath the staircase in the, in the uh, basement, there was a, the only place in, a, in this cemented uh, basement, there was dirt that was under the stairs. So, as they were going through and investigating, they found a fingernail, um, like a press-on nail. They found um, all just uh, girls, little girls' underwear, um, just some things that by themselves wouldn't be very sinister, but there were flat candles, there was a tin plate, all of the things that point towards a ritual and it is not a good ritual because it is very um, focused it is focused on either one person or a group of people and 
Zach had the house demolished because he was terrified that other people may take this evil out of the house. For my uh, birthday this year, uh, my wife and I went to Zach Baggins's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. And throughout the whole house, the exhibits, it became kind of like a, a little joke amongst uh, my wife and I because they would open up the um, RIP uh, different sections you could go to if you paid a little extra money. And I was always the first one through the door. So we were kind of laughing about it. And then we, we walked in to one room that was completely dark. And every one of my hairs stood up. And I turned to my wife and I said, you feel this? And she's like, I don't feel anything. They turned on the light. And it was the staircase from the demon house. And you're right. He actually, um, uh, it, it screws with your eyesight. Uh, there, you're told not to look directly um, at any of the lights that are in that area. And not even directly like, okay, I'm dumb. I look through the lights. But like just being in the presence of this dirt, of this staircase. Um, and me being a skeptic, I couldn't be a skeptic. I felt, I heard, I experienced things through that dirt because it was the actual dirt from the house. And, um, while we were in there, there's, there was a loud banging. And when we turned around, these two women, uh, had passed out, they'd hit the floor. Um, and so they had security had to come and carry them out. Um, so I said a, a, a blessing, which I will say now because I am talking about, uh, dark forces, dark arts. So as above, so below as the universe, as within, so without as the universe, as a soul, may there be light, may there be love. May there be blessings. Um, I can be found at all the witch, all the witch with the gifts, six six six. I love good conversations about anything, and if you ever want to know uh, about my craft, please um, come with an open mind, and I'll happily share my craft with you. Wow. Well, first of all, let me say thank you so much for sharing that story because I know exactly the home that you're talking about. Um, I watched the demon house and yes, for, you know, any listeners out there, if you do want something to give you a little scary chills, definitely go hunt down the demon house to watch. It doesn't matter whether you like Zach Bagans or you think he's a fraud or not. I'm just talking about if you want to chill, because even if you're a skeptic, it is still a fascinating story to just listen to. I mean, if you are going to nitpick, 
and critique every paranormal thing, then you shouldn't be watching the paranormal anyway, to be honest, because you have to come to a conclusion sometime when you watch something that something is real and it's being proven to you in some way. There's all, you you just can't constantly say, well, let me see something else. And then if you get shown something else, well, let me see something else. It's just never going to happen because you gotta, you gotta believe in it. And just like Stacy says, have an open mind. But I always ask people, well, then if it's not this, then tell me what it is. And guess what? No one can tell me what it is. So I would definitely invite you all to go watch Demon House. And Stacey, let me ask you a question when you were there um, at Zach's museum. So since you are someone that dabbles in a craft like that, do you think that, and since you don't dabble in the dark part of it, do you think it was something that kind of latched onto you a little bit there to make you kind of feel that like it didn't like you because you were maybe not against the dark, but you're just someone that doesn't play with the dark? Um, not only that, but, um, and I sure hope she's listening tonight, my wife, Tina, um, Hopefully she she's with us tonight. Her and I have such an intense love. We have a good time when we're together. Um, and I think that was another thing that whatever had been in that house and whatever was in that shrine, that ritualistic shrine, hated our love. It hated the fact that we were there and we were strong within our love and I was strong within the light because even walking in to myself, I asked for protection for everybody going into that home. Because as you know, Farah and and Arnie, all of them, uh you don't disrespect. You don't you don't treat that with uh, you don't make fun of anything from an occult point of view because we don't know enough about it to be able to say, no, it's not real, or to be able to say. It, it, exactly. It, exactly. No, I was just saying exactly. I agree with you. And that's, I think, the problem with a lot of paranormal investigators today, like more of like the kid kind of channels on YouTube is that, you know, when you're doing things for just likes and views and like donations and stuff, you know, you got to respect the spirits. You got to respect the field because again, you're supposed to be helping all of us who want answers, find answers. So I agree with you, Stacy. You definitely have to respect an element, no matter what you think it is. You just don't want anything bad to happen. So thank you again for sharing the story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Farah, as always. Um, we have become uh, this little family of support. And again, Tracy and Jeremy, thank you guys so much for uh, opening up and for being um, a part of this this little crew because I know I love your stories and, and all of your offerings. And of course you, Farah, I adore you. It's a beautiful thing. We have a beautiful little coven 
right? <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our next story of the night. And who shall I pick? Let's go with Tracy. So Tracy, again, is one of the hosts of Total Conundrum podcast. So Tracy, again, tell us your story. And then when you're finished, just tell everybody where you can be found, your podcast, what days your your eps drop, all of that. But you now have the floor. Hey, everyone. Um, like Tara said, we are Total Conundrum Podcast. We are uh, fairly new to the game, but we're loving all of the love and support and being part of this community has been absolutely amazing. I have to say before I became a part of this group, we were running into a lot of people that were out for themselves and didn't want to help or give advice or anything. So this has been an amazing journey the last few months of getting to know all of you guys. Um, we are available on all platforms and our episodes drop on Thursdays and we have a bunch of collabs coming up very soon, which I'm very excited about, We're about crossover episodes and um, and Stacy, thank you so much for the kind words. You've been a great support of us and we absolutely love you too. So I will uh, kind of just get into my story. Basically, years ago, I worked at as a waitress at a local bar in a town in Minnesota. Little town, I don't know um, if anybody's heard of Northfield, Minnesota or not, but it's a little teeny tiny town just on the outskirts of Northfield called Dundas. And it has a little quaint main street and the bar, I, there was two bars on the street and one was on the corner and that was the one I worked at. It was a very old building, had an upstairs that was apartments. The main level was like the bar. And then the basement was like dirt floor, limestone walls. There's a river right across the street. So you got a lot of conduits for, you know, supernatural energy and stuff. And when I started working there, people would tell me about how it was haunted with the, by a little girl and an old man. And I just kind of, you know, shook it off, whatever. Well, the first time somebody asked me to go down to the basement to switch a keg over, I got halfway down the stairs and I stopped. My hair all stood up on end. And I turned around and I went upstairs and I used the excuse, you know what? I'm just a waitress. I'm not a bartender. I'm not going down there to switch keg. I felt that uneasy just going halfway down the stairs. And so I stuck to my normal duties, you know, while we were working, you know, bands were playing and stuff and a little history on this bar. Like I said, this, it's a really old building. At one point it used to be like a local grocery store. Um, at another point it was a bank and in the bar, they still had the original vault and stuff from the bank. And then over the years, it turned into a bar and then it's changed hands and it's been a bar for uh, for as long as I remember. But anyway, so we'd hear these little stories and stuff. We'd talk about it when we were closing down at night. So nothing really ever happened while the bands were playing or activity and people were there, like when it was loud. 
during the day, some patrons would say that they would encounter or see things. But anyway, so there, it was supposedly haunted by this old man and a little girl. One of the bartenders used to tell me stories all the time about how sometimes a ball would just appear at closing and she would have to tell the little girl that she had to work. She couldn't take the time to play ball with her. And sometimes she was okay with it. Sometimes she would act out. Um, The owner of the bar, um, I just recently did a phone interview with her because I wanted a little bit more information on the history and stuff. And she said that a lot of times the jukebox would go off by itself. Lights would flicker. Um, A local policeman was driving by the bar one night and he stopped and went back because he saw a face, somebody's face in the window. And he went back and he could not find anybody. You know, he called the owners, had them come and lock the bar. They walked through the bar. They could not find anybody in the bar. So anyway, long story short, um, I kept having experiences and feeling things when I was at the bar. And one night I felt uneasy driving home, just like it was just a feeling I can't even explain. I just felt like I wasn't alone in my car and stuff started happening at my house. At the time, my kids were one and three, so they were pretty young. And I would wake up to toys going off in my son's room. I would move these toys out of his room. The next day, they'd be back in his room. I'd put these toys away at night, and I'd wake up in the morning. The toys would be in the middle of his floor. He had this little Tykes engine. So it was like a little toy for kids or little boys or girls to you know put together this engine. And if you put it together right, you could turn the key and the engine would rev up. And it had like a little oil can that you would stick in and make a glug glug noise that like you were giving, you know, putting oil into the engine when you assembled it. Well, it wasn't supposed to rev up or anything unless it was all assembled correctly. And that thing was not assembled and was revving on its own. And then, you know, the oil thing was going off and you actually had to physically take this can and push it into this hole The oil can was nowhere to be found. So this thing was glugging and doing all this stuff. So I spent about two weeks not being able to sleep at night because I was so scared about what was going on, you know, in my son's room. And then one night I heard a plastic, like a plastic grocery bag, like crumpling and making all this noise. And I was too scared to get up and see what was going on. And the next morning, that engine was in the middle of the floor again with this plastic bag next to it with a child's handwriting. And I can't remember what the name was, but it was a little girl's name written on with permanent marker on this bag. And my children were one and three. They weren't, I mean, they weren't old enough to be able to write, let alone spell. So I called a girlfriend of mine and told her everything that was going on. She came over and saged the house, told me I had to stand in the, you know, kind of in the center of the house, explain to this little girl that she couldn't stay there. I was, you know, I couldn't be her mom. I couldn't be her, you know, whatever. 
and that she needed to go back to her to her you know home or whatever so anyway that night I did that the night before I went back to work I did that my ride to work I had that uneasy feeling again and then I got to work and I was so shook up I basically quit my job that night and then I never had anything happen again in the house so kind of crazy but I did talk to the owner the current owner of the bar who was a bartender when I worked there and she said that she lives above the bar now they've turned it into a house and she has little things happen they pretty much coexist with each other she'll have their hallway light turn on and off on occasion but she made a room in their space that's dedicated for the spirits to have their own space and then as for the basement there's a room down there that they keep the door closed at all times and she tells people as long as you don't open that door things are okay things don't happen you know and she said only once has that door been opened since she um, started taking over the bar and um but this bar also I forgot to mention this, um, the Jesse James gang from way back when actually robbed that bank that used to be in that space before going to Northfield. And in Northfield, the townspeople united and fought James gang, and they actually defeated a few of the members of the James gang. They killed a couple and injured a couple. So there's a lot of like old history in this town and that area and in that building. So... But yeah, that's my little spooky story for tonight. That is crazy, Tracy. Oh my God. And you, and for what, how you explained it, it really goes to show when people say, you know, you have to get along with the spirit and to respect the space and how things started to die down when they got their own space. Maybe that's just all they wanted in the beginning. Right. She said that they've had people come in and want to investigate because both bars on that street have things that occur. But both of the bar, both of them I'm friends with because I went to high school with them and both of them denied the people. And they're like, you know what? Things aren't happening since we've taken over and kind of given them their own, you know. So she's like, I'm not going to let people come in and upset them. Because they've got their, she doesn't go into those rooms. Everything has been fine. They'll have little things happen here and there, but it's more playful. And right, and some of it could be residual, though, too. Correct. You know, correct. But yeah, I, when you talk, when you first invited me and Jeremy on to do this, this was one of the first stories I thought of. And there was an article in one of the local newspapers years ago, and I was trying to find the article. And I couldn't find it, so I actually did a recorded call with the owner of the bar and wanted to get a little bit more information from her. So it was kind of fun to dig into it because I didn't know that Jesse James had actually, the gang had actually gone to that bank and robbed it. Oh, and then I was telling you about that safe in the lower area of the bar. So it was kind of just like a sunken area where there was like pool tables and dartboards and stuff. I would have to clean. That was my designated area to clean at the end of the shift. And I would clean that thing so freaking fast because I was always so uneasy. There was something about that being near that safe that just 
made me my skin crawl but it did bother me when i was working or if i was there playing darts on dart league only at night when i was cleaning i wonder if that has anything to do with the jesse james kind of history that it used to be a bank and it got robbed i mean granted it's not the exact same safe of course but it's still a safe so being that sometimes spirits linger around maybe that's just you know if they like to rob back then, they still like to rob in the spirit world. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of a crazy thing. I'd never had anything like attached to me, and I was glad that it was. Oh, you know, my girlfriend told me to do that, and it worked. So I've always, ever since then, I kind of shut myself off a little bit because I grew up in a haunted house, and I've had a lot of experiences throughout the years, but I kind of shut myself off to the whole supernatural thing. So I'm like, I don't ever want anything to attach to me again. But now, you know, I've been opening myself back up more because there's just so much wonder and, you know, in that whole world, you know, the, what's, what's right. beyond the veil? I want to know, you know? <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. And that's what I had to come to learn was that even though I had a scary experience, living where I used to live, it helped me understand more. It helped answer some of my questions. And now it kind of gave me the fire to keep researching more and more. And the more stories that I do on my podcast of the paranormal and the strange, it's almost like you're kind of putting puzzle pieces together. But just like you said, you have to be open to it because- You know, there's just, it just, as you can see, it bothers me. Not skeptics. It's, I shouldn't say that skeptics bother me as a whole, but it just bothers me when people aren't open-minded yet they watch it and then they criticize everything. It's like, but you have no idea what you're missing out because it is awesome when you can, can communicate, you know, with the spirit. It's, it's just amazing. Well, when I was watching yours and Courtney's live that you did in front of the cave, it was, I was just listening to it. I wasn't actually watching it. And it was funny because there was things that I heard that I don't think that you guys caught from just listening to it on my AirPods. Like you had asked how many spirits were there. And I swore, I still have to go back and re-listen to it, but I swore it said 13. You need to, oh, whenever you have time, Tracy, I would be dying to know. Because I know right where the point is, because you were asking how many spirits were there. And I swore I heard like a man's voice say 13. Oh my gosh. I wasn't watching it, but Courtney was telling me about all the lights that were popping up or like going off, but people were seeing on the recording that you didn't see while you were there. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what an experience. That show was incredible. Oh, thank you. I loved that cave. And I mean, I got to know it so much that I even knew when they would come out of the cave, I'd call it every night, 8.30 PM, 9.30 PM, because you'd sit in front of the cave and you could almost like, if you, if you shined like a a flashlight into the cave, you could see like spirits flying out. Like it, it, it was just amazing. You could like literally watch them. They would just be flooding out of there. Like they were going out into the night to play. It was very strange. I have to 
be honest, I would probably run. <laughs> I trust me, not that I mean, I, I'll be honest, I, not that I wasn't scared, but it was like, I've always asked for this. So I went right, right in the middle of that damn cave lights off. And I would sit there and do EVP recordings or uh, use the spirit talker or the spirit box because I was like, well, if I'm if I'm going to love it, then I'm going to have to jump right in and love it. I'm, I can't do it half ass. So I would go in there by myself. And yes, I would constantly think aliens were going to come abduct me when I was in that <laughs> fucking cave. <laughs> Trust me, (laughs) I was even, I told everybody I was even planning, like when I would go in there, I was so freaked out in my head. I would be planning. Okay. Now when Jake gets home at five 30, okay, he'll come up first, go in the kitchen and see I'm not there. And then he'll go to the, he'll go outside to the back and then he'll walk in the cave and Hopefully he could see my footprints and then I mean, it was like, cause I was so scared. Like, is he going to be able to find me or am I just going to be like a poof gone, you know? So yeah, it was, it was fucking terrifying. I'll have to be honest, but thank you so much for sharing your story. What an awesome story. Oh, I love it. Inviting me to do so. Oh, it was. And, and definitely thank you because I know for some people, it takes a lot for them to share their stories. So I have a lot of listeners out there that I know had stories and I want you to know this is a safe place to tell your story. There's no judgments. There's no, I mean, we welcome it. We believe you. I just want to hear you and I want to walk you through it and know everything about it because you do have a paranormal family like right here with all of us. But, um, all right, so let's move on. So I'm going to pick Arnie. Arnie, go ahead and you have the floor. Tell us your scariest experience or encounter. Go ahead. Hey, man. Okay, so I won't I won't keep these here all night, but I will I'll, I'll, uh, tell you one of my um, rather, uh, one of my worst experience. Well, I started into paranormal a, a while ago, but I wasn't like, I would find, uh, one of the most haunted bed and breakfasts off the East coast. And I try to book the most haunted room, but, um, it didn't get serious till I went to Florida. And, uh, I, I, I joined up with this crew, uh, haunted South Florida. Actually, that's what I met AJ. AJ was there, uh, was there at the investigation with me when they asked me into the group. So when I started messing around with them, uh, you know, the, the paranormal really started coming on strong. Like, I started really seeing shit and getting really good recordings and, uh, you know, um, it just started getting, you know, really, I started really getting into it. So, uh, at one time I, uh, did a, uh, my friend of mine, Callie, she found this park in Tamarack, Florida. It's called uh, sunshine park. And, uh, I went there with her one night and, um, we lasted like maybe six, seven minutes. And cause we got, we got attacked by these big ass mosquitoes and shit. It was really bad. But 
during that six minutes, I took some pictures and I didn't really know what I found. I mean, I went there, I went there uh, the week after that and I, I stayed around there by myself before it got dark. And when I was, I was getting so much activity, man, uh, all around that whole park, man, my, my spirit box was just going nuts. And, um, at one part, at one time in the middle, I thought I was getting bit by a mosquito in my head and it started hitting harder and hitting harder. And then whap, 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 whap on both sides of my head, like smacked the shit out of me. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really in disbelief, but I know what happened and I didn't want to like be too scared because I didn't, you know, I was like, well, what the fuck is this thing? It smacked the shit out of me. And I said, who the fuck was, who did that? And it said, it was me through my uh, spirit box. I got a, I got a videos of it. That, man, I, I still stayed. I didn't like run, run home or anything, but um, I, I had a couple, I had a couple incidents being followed home from there. I had to like uh, repeatedly sage bomb my room and shit and um yeah the tamarack tamarack was a pretty rough part really pretty rough time for me then um I went to Casadega Florida with uh Cali me and Cali went and uh man I t I got so much so much evidence from this place man it's uh unbelievable and being in there I, there was this one woman um she kept you know i don't know she she was like toying with me the whole whole time you know callie caught on to it callie was very skeptical of her it's a town of mediums it's like the medium capital of uh the world and um i just remember she's she was just i think i think that place is a cult i think all the mediums there i think it's some kind of cult they have this temple in the middle there that she brought us to. I won't get into any of that stuff, but um, there was every door on the whole house with a different color, had a different symbol. It was, you know, it was pretty, it was, uh, after reviewing a lot of the evidence from that place, I, I the woman, I, I think I showed you guys it. So the glowing eyes, weird ears and shit. And a couple of her friends that were also mediums there, they all had these glowing eyes. Uh, I post a lot of that stuff on uh, my Instagram. But yeah, man, so I uh, got out of Florida, I'm back in New Jersey. I linked up with a uh, scaredy cat paranormal, Sean, he's a good dude. And we just did a couple of investigations, did a private one and a couple good ones. And I actually got a really good picture of a face from a boy, a little boy. That was, uh, his name was Tyler Burr, was the resident ghost. I got something going down in the basement with him. And, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just an investigator. I, I like doing this. I like to try to get the skeptics that I can't stand the skeptics. Like, I know what I saw, you know, everyone has their own opinion. And nobody's an expert in the paranormal. You know, I don't think, uh, you can't call yourself an expert because there's, so much that we don't know and that we never will you know i wasn't gonna i mean i'm not gonna i'm just giving you guys a quick rundown of i'm not gonna keep these on but i i like to get my evidence i like to show it 
and if I get some believers out of it, that's 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 what I like to do. And again, let me just tell everyone, if you want to see some great paranormal evidence, you need to go to Arnie's uh, Instagram ch channel, um, L Hauntino. So it's L-E-L -E and then space H-A-U-N-T-I-N-O. Some of the captures that, I mean, some of the pictures, Arnie, that you've gotten are like terrifying, like skull faces. I mean, it's just... You're just weird. But if you're one that's like on the fence, I love Arnie's outlook because just like he said, there's no perfect person in the paranormal and we're and the, the ones that are in it. We're not done learning and we're not going to be ever done trying to prove it. But if you want to open up your mind to some things that you want to hear, some of the EVPs he's caught, some of the spirit box sessions he's done, um, I mean, if you at least want to have an open mind to see and listen to it, listen to it. But then again, if you don't think it's a spirit that you're looking at, that you're hearing, etc., then I want you to message me and you tell me what it is then. We got that. That's going to be a deal. All right. So thank you very much, Arnie, for sharing your story. I, and I messaged in the chat room when you start getting physically attacked as an investigator, you're no, you know, you are getting into that world and it's a world that, I mean, I, I love trying to get in it, but it's still scary. So be careful, be safe out there, Arnie. Um, so let's go to AJ from ghost vexers paranormal. Now, AJ has been to a lot of great places. He's been on my show before he's been to like um, Nevada State Prison, Mackey Mansion. He's visited a bunch of cemeteries, but he recently is the one that caught a great apparition at the Nevada State Prison. And if you go on his Instagram, you can see it. One of the best shadow uh, captures ever that I've seen besides the one that I caught in my backyard. But mm -hmm. other than that, AJ caught a tremendous one. So definitely go follow him. And AJ... Go ahead, tell us your scariest experience or story or encounter, and then end with your handles. You got the floor. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a couple that when I was younger stories. <clears throat> so when I was really little, I had a, well, first my, to set the story, we always had to put our stuff away at the end of the night if we were playing with toys or whatever. So we had a playroom downstairs. And so, you know, I'd put everything away, go to bed, and I have this dream that I'm playing with, you know, my toys came to life and I'm playing with them. And it was an awesome dream. And when I woke up, I had slept walk and went all the way down to the basement into the playroom. And I was laying on the floor and all my toys were around me. So that was pretty creepy. And then uh, when I was like 20, my sister and her friend, like my parents weren't home, so my, sis my sister's friend brought a Ouija board over and we're messing with it in the kitchen. And I, we'd, me and my sister had never used one before, at least that I know of. And we had a, you know, one of them big Yankee candles on the table and we're going through and 
I, I, I really wish I could remember what we were asking and what answers we got, but at one point, like it just started getting really cold. And then all of a sudden that candle shot off the table and smashed against our stove into like a million pieces. And ever since that day, I have never touched one again and I will never touch one again. Oh my God. So let me stop you for a second, AJ. You're telling me that you, a, a heavy ass Yankee candle, mm-hmm. um, like something pushed it like all the it, way. I mean, it, fl- I mean, fast, like for it to, one of those glasses, the break on the stove, it hit like the metal outside of the stove and just smashed. And I had never seen anything like that. And I hope to never see anything like that again. That was probably the the scariest moment that I've ever had. And I, and I think I had told you before that we knew that that house was haunted growing up. And by the time I was 20, you know, that was a regular occurrence, but nothing like that. That was terrifying. And you guys don't like, do you remember what you were asking? Like, were you asking for something bad to come through or were you just asking like, you know, just kind of general questions? Yeah, we were, you know, we, they were younger. So we were just asking like normal life questions and hoping to get answers. Like there was nothing, neither of us knew what to ask, like evil or anything at that point. This was way before I did any investigating and stuff. But yeah, that was, and I don't think my sister's ever touched one again, but I think she would, but I won't ever. Like, I don't even really like being in the room when they're around. Because I think Arnie will remember, like, when we were in Florida, when Callie and Chris, I, I forget who else was using it. When they were doing it, I left that room and just kept my camera recording. And And I swear when they were doing it, the picture frame fell off the wall. Were you there when that happened, Arnie? Oh my God. (laughs) And you know, you're telling me all this, you're telling me all this, AJ. And it's like, so funny. Just the other day, I was like, I want to get a Ouija board and I want to try it because I want to try it. But like, (laughs) uh, just be safe. I mean, like, I don't think that stuff always happens, but all the stuff that I've gone through, it's probably not a good idea for me to be around them. <laughs> Everybody's warning me in the chat to but, not do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not bad like watching other people do it because I don't think if you're not connected to it, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, so somebody else that knows more might know, but I feel like it really affects people more when they're doing it than if you're just watching, but I'm not a hundred percent sure of that, but I, I don't take chances with that. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now, is that the moment that made you when you were older, want to investigate the paranormal? Was that like your, was that your ticket that that was like, Oh shit. Okay. This stuff is true. So then that was your time of realizing it or when was your time? that you realized the paranormal stuff was real and true? Um, I kind of knew it like pretty much ever since I was a kid. Cause I, I don't remember if we ever talked about that the last time, but like I would hear my door. I mean, I would see my doorknob rattling in my bedroom as a kid and hearing voices and walking in the hallways and stuff. 
in our house. And my mom would always say, like, because my parents had gotten divorced at, at that point, and she would always say, no, that was just your dad coming in the house. And I'm like, well, why would dad try to scare me in my room, you know? And I was just like, I never bought it. And then she just told me, like, I talked to her about it this year, and she's like, yeah, that wasn't your dad coming in the house. She's like, I just didn't want to scare you. <laughs> so she she heard the noises as well, and my sister did too. But it, it oh never like bothered us or physically did anything. It was it was just always like noises and like weird things like the door. Like we would find the sliding glass door in the basement open. Some days, like when we would go down before school and like the door would be wide open and we were just like, and we had, you know, like, I still think they do it. You know how you would put like the piece of wood there so nobody could really push it? Yep. But yeah, that it would be open with that thing there and that thing would just be like straight up against the backside and it would just be open. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. That happened to me until a a couple of years ago and I haven't really had anything like that ever since. Like I don't hear like, especially at the new place we're at now, I don't hear anything. But yeah, that, that, it was about two years ago. I think wherever I was, it stayed there because it liked it. Because the, the one apartment, I, I think I told you that it was a, uh, an old knitting factory that they turned into apartments. And that place was so haunted. Like I heard circular saws in the middle of the night. Oh, you never told me that. Oh, see, I thought I did in that last No. Time. Yeah, so, and I'm standing out in the hallway hearing it. And I'm like, why is nobody else out here hearing this? It was so loud. And, and I think whatever it was liked it there and stayed there. Cause that, that whole building was just crazy here running up on the roof and stuff. It was nuts. Oh my God, that <laughs> would be nuts. No, you never told me that, but that's like freaky. The fact that you heard like circular saws and stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm noticing a lot of um, some things that I've watched, you know, recently, and I'm talking recently, like the past two or three years, I've noticed that a lot of different places, not just homes and buildings, you know, can be haunted. Like when you just mentioned the circular saw, uh, noise, it flicked something in my brain about, um, Pearl Harbor, that there's divers that go down there and they can hear the machines running of like the engine of the ships and stuff that are down there or it, or they hear pounding of the guys wanting to get out that have drowned. So I don't know why that just made me think that, but you know, I'm just learning that there's so many different places that can be haunted. There's woods, there's the sea, (laughs) you know, there's airplanes. I watched uh, one thing on paranormal con on camera where like, like where the tarmac was, where there's planes parked, at night, this guy that was a security guard went in because he heard something inside this plane. And here, when he went inside the plane and it's just him, he looked to the back and there's like this blob. Oh my God, I'm getting chills talking about it right now. But there's this blob black thing in the back of the plane. And it they they think that it's like, how do I want to say it? It's like bad luck because the next day they saw there was some wires that were unplugged and torn. So it's like this little devil shit 
that like gets into like the plane and stuff and like tears things apart. Like that could be the reason some planes go down and we don't even know. And it's like evil is something. It could be like a mass of something. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, they used to call them gremlins, like the old fighter pilots. That, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say, is that it reminded me like a gremlin, like it would go in there and be, <laughs> and like pulling all the shit. And then that's how planes go down because yeah, it's like I mean, a bad stories, omen thing. Yeah, those stories came from pilots like in World War II and stuff that, that they said they would see stuff on the wings and stuff. Crazy stuff. Right, yeah, just like, like we talked about it before, we think that they can go anywhere they want. Like, I don't think they're locked in any one place. Like, because I think no, Virginia City proves that more than any other place. They're the same spirits are in multiple buildings. Yeah, and that's what we had on the paranormal project when me, Amanda, um, Courtney, and Vicky did our stories with Virginia city. You remember you were on, we were talking about that one, uh, lady of the night, a nice way to say it, uh, Rosie, mm -hmm. where she was like in Mackie mansion, but she's also at, um, the Washoe club. She's also at the other hotel, the one that Amanda covered. So yep. we could, but you know, it's, they can go everywhere cause that was her town. I mean, she was well known there. But it always makes me wonder, AJ, and you always tell me this, like, tell me this whenever you're doing more paranormal investigations, but I'm always wanting to know, like Rosie, take Rosie, for instance, at Virginia City. Mm -hmm. Can Rosie go to a different state? Like, can a ghost go to a different state or are they bound to like the the ground that they used to walk on? That's something that always gets me and, and I want one day for someone to do investigations to kind of find that out. What do you think on that? I mean, I honestly believe that they could go wherever they want. And I think that I think they feel comfortable maybe in certain spots and they linger around because people go to those places more than others. So they kind of just stay in those areas. But yeah, I mean, if they can, if you can hear them talk, out loud with your own ears then i think they can do other things that we don't believe either and i don't think they're just locked in one spot right well i'm hoping that we do you know more investigating i mean uh courtney and i are actually we just talked yesterday we have something really crazy coming up for everyone next year so like real quick just because i'm so excited about it, i have to tell everybody real quick uh courtney and i she is going to fly in here to Tennessee in January, hopefully, and we're going to go around investigating Tennessee and Kentucky, like Brushy Mountain, the Bell Witch Cave, Harrington Hospital, and some other places in Kentucky and Tennessee that we're going to, you know, try to find and do like a little trip. And then in spring, I'm going to fly to her in Montana, and then we're going to do some places over there. So we're going to do it for like our Patreon. So I am so excited because Courtney and I are like besties. I always say she's my bestie from the Westie. So it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And I think everybody else is, you know, we're going to kind of take you on the journey with us. We're going to record it, have video cameras, do our podcast too at the same time. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, uh, that's it's next year. Because not many people do Montana that I've seen. 
Right. And she lives on like haunted land. It's like Indian. Well, cause you know, Montana, AJ, it's like a, it's like a, nobody's out there. It's like the wild West, the Indians. Yeah. So yep. it's, it's, and I think she showed on our haunts in the cabin Instagram at one point, there was like an Indian burial grave out there by her place. So yeah, we're excited to do that. So, but thank you. AJ for sharing your stories. That's dude. Oh, it gives me chills just thinking about that candle. And you know, it, it it's so I don't know how I, I want to say this. So unbelievable. Yes. Fake, but yeah, I no, like, not fake. I'll tell you, I, I was scared when they started doing the Ouija board. That's why I, I mean, because that changed me for sure. I can see why that's ter- like, I mean, to know that something can move and we all know how you know, heavy, a freaking Yankee candle is mm-hmm. something that you can't see that you can't see mass, pick it up and throw it. Yes. That is scary. That something is just being moved by something you cannot see. And we all learn just from being human beings that we touch to move, to throw. So how is that being, you know, shoved and broken? So yeah, it is, it is scary. It's a scary thought. But we are on to Kevin. Now, Kevin, as a lot of you know, is from the Where the Weird Ones Are. He's a wonderful host, a wonderful friend. I love talking to him. Anytime that I can find a reason to get him on my show, he's going to be on. Sometimes I'm just going to have a Farrah Shoots the Shit with Kevin show. So we're on that, right, Kevin? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Kevin. So. So, uh, can you, can, I just want to make sure you can still hear me. Cause I'm not hearing anything now. Okay. All right. So, um, I guess I'll just start with my scariest story. So it was like, um, it was fall 2016. Um, I just split up from my ex-wife, uh, so I was in this um, in this house out in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. Couldn't even see the neighbors across the street or anything like that. And um, if you know anything about Maine, um, all the properties are sectioned off through with. Um, rock walls so this so this property was sectioned off with rock walls and we had coyotes in the yard almost every night um and so this one particular night my dogs are just barking their heads off randomly and i wake up and you know i'm trying to shut them up and i look out the window and i um can see this coyote at the end of my driveway and my driveway is pretty long to to the to the road and the moon was super bright so i could see it fairly well and so i'm watching this coyote and then i turn i can see to the left side so the left side is there's a little bit of a tree line with a rock wall 
and there's a field on the other side of the rock wall and I could see in the field just because of the moonlight but I couldn't really see in the tree line obviously because the trees casting shadows and stuff so it's causing a little bit of darkness and he uh um so I'm looking over there and I can see like a pack of coyotes just running up and down like towards the towards the main road and then back like towards the woods but there's this one coyote and it's coming down the driveway I'm just like what the fuck is this coyote doing and it started limping as it got closer to my house and my dogs are just like my dogs want to get outside and so I go to the front door so I leave my bedroom I go to the front door and I flip on the outside light and this coyote like gets really close to the house and it's limping and I'm just like what the hell and uh, my dogs are scratching at the door and whatnot and it's just whimpering and stuff and then I like look out towards the field again so there's this huge rock um, that's a part of the uh, it's like a bolt it's it, it, it is a boulder it's not like a boulder it's, it is a boulder and um, with me just standing out there because my kids and I um, my kids used to play on on the rock wall all the time and this particular boulder is just about my height maybe a little bit taller and I'm 510 so the uh, boulder is probably roughly uh, six feet tall ish um, and I happen to look over in that area and I just see these two red glowing eyes. I can't see like a figure or anything. I just see these two red glowing eyes and I'm just like, and I was about like two seconds to opening the door to like try and help this, um, what seemed to be an injured coyote. I know not a lot of people have had like, positive encounters with coyotes in in that in our area in my area um but you know I, I didn't i felt bad so i was like just about to open the door and i when i saw these uh eyes and then instantly um was overcome with this sense of dread like the world was ending kind of thing and i needed to somehow um get get the fuck out of there but what I and like as soon as I saw these red eyes, my dogs just stopped. As soon as I started feeling um, that that sense of dread, my dogs shut just shut up. Like I, I was no longer hearing them barking or anything like that. And um, I flipped my light off, uh, the outside light off. I shut it off, and that coyote just like perked up, and then turned around and just ran to the end of the driveway. And it was normal again. Like I could see, I watched it in the moonlight, and um, and I looked back into those into that tree line. Those glowing eyes were still there. And the only reason why I know they were eyes and they weren't like um, a cell phone tower or anything is because they were right next to each other, like somebody's face would be. You know, like like a person, like a face or of a dog, or, uh, an animal. Uh, uh, a bear or a person like they were close enough to be eyes they weren't like above each other or anything they were parallel with each other so that I, that's how i knew they were eyes and i just went i turned i went to uh ran into my living room i grabbed my uh my rifle sat on my couch both my dogs jumped up next to me sat right down next to me 
and they it was like they knew it was like my dogs knew exactly what was happening i kept my rifle in my lap um and uh, eventually i just fell asleep i i feel like i sat there forever but my dogs literally like they were sitting they weren't laying down or trying to get comfortable they were literally sitting at attention next to me on one on each side of me while i sat there with my with my rifle and then eventually you know i passed out and when i awoke i had this super kink in my neck so that's the that's my least favorite part of of what happened that night was waking up with my neck hurting because <laughs> you know I, I fell asleep sitting up so um i just like put my head back um so i was basically looking at the ceiling sitting straight up so uh, that hurt the shit out of my neck. So, um, in doing this podcast, like starting the podcast and stuff like that and looking into all these stories and whatnot, um, and listening to other people's stories, like this story seems to, um, coincide with a lot of dog man encounters. You know what I mean? So I, I've never, I never heard of dog man until, I don't know, 2021. Um, so like two years ago and I started hearing all these stories and I was just like, you know what? That sounds a lot like what the, what the fuck I experienced. Um, and that was back in 2016. So, um, yeah, uh, dogs are amazing. Uh, they do. They're, they're fantastic. I still have one of them now and she's nine now. Um, she uh she'll most likely lick you to death before she before she bites you but um but yeah she lets me know when there's something going on so that's another thing is uh so I'll so with that story that I have another pretty fucking freaky one that happened to me recently uh Farrah uh, Farrah and I have talked about this situation um she uh, so i've been seeing um shadow people in my hallway almost every single night um yeah i'm na- yes i'm na- i'm i'm native uh penobscot tribe to be exact stacy um and so all right so anyways fair fair was on my show uh not too long ago and we were talking about shadow people so i've been i told her that we I have been seeing shadow people in my hallway. They never do anything. They're just standing there and whatnot. And then she uh, consulted her pendulum, said that, you know, um, they, they, they don't want good things for me, uh, essentially. So, you know, I cleaned the house, saged it, prayers, all that, the whole nine yards. And they went away. I'd never, I'd, I stopped seeing them. So this girl that I was seeing, she had, we can't, we can't, got to my house. I think it was like end of July, maybe like maybe early August, not 100%. And, um, so she left, she left the house. It was pretty late and I, I get into bed and um i i fell i fall asleep almost immediately and then i wake up to my name being called and i just hear kevin 
you know, not not like uh, the mom from Home Alone, but like it, it was my name was yelled. Um, and I sit up kind of like kind of groggy and whatnot. And I'm just like kind of looking. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I see this shadow figure in my doorway. And I'm, and I'm like, as I make out that it's a that it's a person. And it looks different than all like shadow figures. Like I could tell like more like uh, details. Like I could see hair. Like it was long flowing hair, almost like the girl that I was seeing because she had long curly hair. Um, and she, all of a sudden it starts coming at me, and I was in paralysis. I'm like sprawled out like a freaking starfish in, in my bed because. Well, just for like visual aspects, I have a king size bed. So I'm like in the middle of this bed, just me and my dog. And I'm sprawled out like a, a starfish. And um, it's coming towards me. I've never had a shadow figure come towards me before. And I just, I'm trying, I can, out of the corner of my eye, I can see that my phone is right next to me. And uh, it's like pretty close to my left hand so i start trying to move my left hand towards it as it's moving and it's moving kind of sort of fast but not really at the same time so the best way that i could describe the way it was moving was like c-3po you know what i mean like its arms was moving like that and like the whole like gestures of it was moving fast but it just wasn't coming towards me super fast and um i start i'm trying to wiggle my fingers and i'm just like i can't move like i was i started sweating that's how scared i was um and i'm wiggling my fingers and then finally i just like break out of it and i grab my phone and i light my phone up and i light the room up and there's nothing there and then i felt like i had just ran a marathon and i couldn't i was like struggling to catch my breath and um and then I remember having to go to the bathroom. I was like, I really don't want to go to the bathroom after this. And it, I sat there on, on the at the foot of my bed for like, I don't know, five or ten minutes contemplating whether I should go to the bathroom. I was like, fuck it. Well, I don't want to piss the bed, so I'm going to have to. Or I could I could have just opened my window and peed out my window. <laughs> uh but I remember walk after I walked out and in into the hallway and I jumped out like a, a ninja, like I did like freaking um, Kung Fu chops into the air. I was like, hey, don't you do nothing. I'm just going pee. So, but yeah, those are the two. I've had a lot of weird experiences in my life, um, but none of them have really scared me. But those two situations definitely scared the shit out of me um haven't seen a shadow person since that event now and now has been three months so uh yeah i don't know i don't don't know what to call it but with that being said um like farah said i am the host of where the weird ones are i host people i the podcast is conversational based on uh on guest experiences with paranormal supernatural things like cryptids like dogman and stuff like the story i was just uh talking about um spirituality um and conspiracies conspiracies are one of my favorite topics um because 
the world is a conspiracy in itself. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I have a bunch of guests on. They talk about their experiences and, you know, I, I conversate with them about it. I just don't let them tell the, their story. We It's basically just like a sit down with a kind of like a friend kind of thing. And um, we just discuss their, the things that happen to them. And um, I, I enjoy it. Um, this whole experience of doing my own podcast has actually brought me out of uh, a shell, out of my shell, because I was definitely more introvert than extrovert. And now I feel like I could, I could label myself more of an extrovert now at this point. Um, it's talking has come a lot easy, a lot easier to me. Um, especially I, I talk a lot about mental health as well, especially dealing with these kind of experiences because, um, just having somebody to talk to about that's not gonna like not disbelieve you or whatever, or try and shoot anything that you have down, you know, um, is, is important. And I think we have a serious mental health issue, um, not only in this country, but in the world, um, all the entire world. So, um, yeah, as, as somebody who tried twice, to end everything um i think it's very important so um with that being said pharaoh thank you for having me on to tell my story and or well part of it and um i appreciate you and i appreciate everything you do and your show is phenomenal as well so um also i love you so there's that and uh arnie you're the man aj you're dope as fuck. Stacy, I also love you. Tracy and Jeremy, I just started listening not too long ago, um, and you're killing it. Um, I really appreciate the your podcast as well. And obviously, I don't know your daughter, Farah, but so I can't really say anything to her. So, so sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. And I would like to put it out there, Kevin. I will happily be your next ex-wife. Well, how how is that going to happen if you're already married? Okay, you got me there. And the whole... Yeah, okay. You got me. <laughs> uh, you cracked me up. I love you, Stacy. I love you too. You are a stand-up dude. Can't hear you, Mom. Might have to do that where we back out and start it again with everyone. We have some other hosts that can take over. <laughs> You want me to take over? Oh wow! I don't know. I can start my. I can start my um, my story. Um, hold on one. Sorry, I was 
telling my daughter to go on her tablet for a minute because I knew she'd probably be in here just ask me what I'm doing. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> so I have two stories. Um, they're, you know, they were both actually really like dramatic in a way uh, to me and my fiance because he was there for both of them. Um, I'll start off with, um, there's, I'll start off with the one that happened first. I know mom's really wanting about the alien abduction one, even though like, I don't know if it was an alien abduction. What I want to do is kind of explain what happened to him and I, and then ask everyone what they think it was. Um, okay. So I'll go with the first one. So I'm pretty sure this was to the, you probably hear my daughter in the background. This was, I'm pretty sure, in 2019. Yeah, it was like right after my daughter was born. Um, and I was telling her to be quiet. So, okay, so 2019, um, me and my fiance and um, my first daughter, Luna, was just born. She's now four. Um, so I uh, was, uh, you know, laying, we were both laying in bed. Um, she was in her pack and play that was right beside us. And um, it was bedtime. And I, uh, I, I had a dream. Well, <laughs> I think it was a dream. I'm not really sure. Um, where it's kind of hard to explain but you know he was the, the bed was i kind of had to describe where we were um he was sleeping we were both sleeping in the bed and he he slept towards the wall i was on the other side so i could get up easily with the pack and play and do what she needed um and i i uh, had a dream where it was kind of like um almost like a sleep paralysis like I knew everything that was, and I, it had never happened to me before. I knew everything that was going on around me, but it was also like a, you know, like a vivid dream. Like, like I knew the dream was happening in, um, and I just couldn't wake up. So I'm laying in bed, we're asleep. And I just have this really weird, um, like dream vision whatever that um these hands like like basically like conjuring type hands you know a medieval horror type hands like nasty looking hands are um grabbing me oh i'm getting chills already <laughs> are grabbing me um from where i am in bed and um pulling me up to the ceiling and uh so in my head i'm i'm seeing these hands and i'm feeling these hands i don't even like talking about it because i just don't like but hold on, i'm gonna pray real quick uh jesus father god don't let any i claim no negative energy from what i'm saying because i'm a huge christian i don't i don't that's why i don't like bringing it up because i don't I don't like inviting anything or, you know, even talking about it. Um, but yeah, so um, 
these hands I'm feeling, I'm seeing, and I can do nothing about it are dragging me up to the ceiling. For some reason, it almost looks like there's a hole in my ceiling and you can't see what is connected to the hands. Um, it just kind of looks like a black hole through and the hands are coming through it and you kind of just see the hands um, are grabbing me. I really wish we could invite Zachariah in because he can kind of tell you what he was saying from his point of view. I'm a very deep sleeper, by the way, very deep. And he can wake up to a pin dropping. So I'm basically in my mind awake. I'm seeing this. I'm hearing this. I'm awake, but nothing I can, I'm, I'm paralyzed. These hands are dragging me to the ceiling. And I can do nothing about it. Nothing at all only watch but i know the whole room is around me i know zachariah's right next to me i know luna's in her pack and play asleep so i'm thinking what i what can i do to wake him up so he can like stop this and um i don't know how to invite you in babe uh I, I wish we could can you send zachariah this real quick like or something so he can get in um because I kind of need him to describe what he saw because I can tell, yeah, he, he, he saw this. He was right next to me in bed because like I said, he's a very light sleeper. So these hands are dragging me to the ceiling. I feel it. I see it, everything. And I have no way of stopping it. Basically like sleep paralysis. So I start freaking out and I know he will wake up. So I, um, I start screaming in my, like, you know, in my like paralyzed state, but my hands are to the ceiling. I'm, it's like, okay, so imagine someone's, imagine someone's on your ceiling and grabbing your hands and pulling you up. My body was lifting in a way that only, I saw, yeah, so he said I started to groan, right? So I was like, and my body just going, uh, like, uh, like, but in my mind, I'm like trying to scream as loud as I can, but I'm basically paraly paralyzed. And I was be 